Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. My name is Brad Hebner, and I will guide you on your journey to mastery of your construction business. You can find Hammer and Grind on all the social media platforms. Just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast. Now, if you're looking for more help, you can check out our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. I do free trainings in there, and it's a great community to be a part of. Now, if you're serious about making more money, saving more time, and creating a business that supports your lifestyle, check out my paid coaching group called The Profit Club. I've put together a proven system for creating a winning business. Now, listen, I'm so confident that you will succeed in my program. I'm now offering a 10x ROI guarantee. That means if you don't make at least a 10x return on your investment within a 12-month period, I will refund you the full amount. You can find out more information about The Profit Club at hammeringgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. All right, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to pre-qualify your leads, right? How to do it correctly. And I, this is coming from a actually coming... The reason I'm doing this podcast is because I was on a Facebook post the other day that was a, a lady who was complaining about, like, have you ever had someone that you talked to on the phone and you pre-qualify them? And then when you got out there, they were a 180 degree different person and they, you know, they were a pain in the butt and all this other stuff. And I kind of commented on it and I was like, well, it's because you didn't do a very good job of pre-qualifying them, and they they kind of got a you know took offense to that and got defensive and was like, "Oh, I'm glad you're perfect." And that was kind of what the idea for this podcast was because it's so easy for a lot of us to get caught up in this idea that we only have to work with like this very specific type of people, and that's it, right? And if and if they're not if they don't fit into our our, our, you know, if they're not a square peg and we're putting them in a square hole, then that's the end of it. And they're, they're not our, the right customer for us. And they, you know, all these excuses that we make as contractors as the why that we couldn't sell that person. And the reality of it is you just didn't do a good job of selling. You didn't do a good job of pre-qualifying. The bottom line is you didn't do a good job of communicating. And it's easy to blame the lead, the prospect, the customer as to why we can't do this, because that way we don't have to look internally and say, oh, you know what? Maybe I suck at communication. Maybe I suck at doing sales. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. And I threw away a perfectly good lead because I didn't know how to effectively communicate. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to pre-qualify people. And this is a little bit misleading because it's really about you. You as the contractor, it's about what you need to do internally so that you can pre-qualify your your leads effectively. So we're going to jump into this. I'm going to start with really what like you like. We're gonna we're gonna shape you personally first so that you have the right mindset going into this as to what you're doing wrong, and then we'll get into the actual things that you should be doing on the call in order to figure out and discover 
their types of personalities, what kind of customer they're going to be. These are, I gave you the eight questions on the last podcast. And listen, if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, the eight most powerful questions, stop this one right now and go listen to that podcast first. The eight powerful questions that we use to pre-qualify people. Those are the questions you're going to ask to pre-qualify them on the job and the scope. But there is some mindset and there are some uh, things that you need to understand when you're asking those questions. Because if you just ask those eight questions and you get factual information, it's not really going to give you the full picture of what you need to be able to pre-qualify this person. And that's what the purpose of this podcast is, is the extension of the eight questions. Okay. So stop this podcast, go back and listen to that one if you haven't done it yet. So the very first thing that you have to do when you get on a sales call with a potential lead is you have to have a real intention to help them. You have to have an honest, genuine, real attention, intention, not attention, intention to help them, meaning you have to want to help them as a client. If you're, you know, on your way home from work and you're like, oh, I'll slip in this call real quick and see if I can make a sale. If that's your intention before you get on the call, you're already lost. Now, you may get the sale, but you've already lost in the sense that you're not doing it correctly. Okay. This is why I say you can't do sales calls driving in the road on the job site or anywhere else. You need to have a dedicated spot to do your sales call because it's so important that you are focused on them 100%. And guys, if you don't like talking to people, one, you're in the wrong business. And two, get people to do it for you if you just hate it. Okay? I'm a firm believer that if you're a small company, like under five employees, you as the owner should be doing all the sales. Now, if you're doing sub work, like if you're a general contractor and you sub out roofs and you don't have any employees, that's a different scenario. But if you're a remodeling contractor, a landscaping contractor, a general contractor who does projects with employees, then you should be doing all of the sales as the owner. If you're not good at it, you have two options. One, get training, which is what you should be doing. Or two, hire someone to do it for you. But if you hire someone to do it for you, you still have to know whether or not they're doing a good job. So guess what? You still need the training regardless. So you need to understand how to do sales before you can hire someone and teach them how to do sales. This idea that you're going to hire a seasoned salesman who's going to come in and do all the sales for your company and you don't have to know how to do sales is ridiculous. It's a fallacy. It doesn't exist because they're going to do sales the way that they think they need, that needs to be done. And if it's not representing your company over the long term, it's going to actually do damage to your company. Okay. So you have to know how to do sales before you even hire a salesman to make sure they're doing it right. So you have to have real intention when you're helping people, okay? If you're not going to genuinely want to help people, then get out of the business. Like seriously, if you just want to rip people off, get out of the business, go do something else. If you want to hide in your basement or house and never leave because you don't like people, you're in the wrong business, okay? Because construction is not about building things. Okay, you're in the people business. You're making connections with people. You are in the customer service business, whether you like it or not. 
or whether you want to be in it or not. If all you want to do is swing a hammer and build things, then you need to go work for someone else. Okay? This is, this is not about selling things so you can get rich. If that's what your intention is, then it's going to come across on the phone calls and people are going to read into it. So your intention has to be real, a real intention to help them, to want to help them fix their problem, whatever it is. That's uno, number one. That's the main thing. Your intention has to be real. Now, the second thing that you need to do is you need to be able to create an affinity with them. What does that mean? An affinity is a real connection, right? So if we have a real intention and I intend to connect with you on a real level, then we can create an affinity for each other. Meaning it's two people who actually are enjoying having a conversation with each other, okay? So when you create an affinity with them, your sales will go through the roof. Now, women are naturally good at this. So men, if you're listening, you have an uphill battle to climb because unless you're an I personality, which is a typically outgoing, warm personality, if you're a D, S, or C, you're going to struggle with this. That's just the reality of it. It doesn't mean that you can't be good at it. It's just not natural for you. If you're an I personality, this is naturally going to happen for you. It also naturally happens for women. So you've probably like seen or experienced your wife, girlfriend, whoever, mom, that you can go to like a park and sit on a bench. A woman can sit on a bench next to another woman and they could have a 20-minute conversation, 30-minute conversation. And by the end of it, they're like exchanging phone numbers and setting up a, a coffee date to, to talk or whatever. Like they're almost friends by the end of that conversation, right? They have created an affinity for each other. So that's the level at which you should be doing on these calls. Now, if your goal on this call is to make a sale, then you are going down the wrong path. You are creating the wrong intention, right? This is why I've said multiple, multiple times, I don't sell anything. All I do is consult with people. So when you change that framework of mine, when you change it from trying to make a sale to trying to genuinely help people by consulting with them and offering them a solution to their problem, your sales will go through the roof. If you couple that with the questions that I gave you, the eight questions, you will have a very, very solid sales process, okay? A pre-qualification process. Now, this idea that someone is going to be on the phone and be a totally different person, and then when you show up in person or do the work, they're going to do a 180 flip and you just didn't see it coming is a bunch of bull crap. I mean, it is. It's just a bunch of bull crap because you didn't ask the right questions. And more importantly, you weren't listening. You weren't listening on the call for all of the cues that this person may be crazy, that they may be having some uh, putting on a front for you. Now, I'm not saying that people won't put on their, you know, put their best foot forward when they're on the call with you. Of course they will. But if you listen, and you ask the right questions, these things will come to the front and you will be able to identify this on the call before you even go out to the house, okay? So here's a couple tips that you can do during the process to identify these personality traits, if you will. Now, if you're not familiar with the DISC 
profile, the disc personality profiles, you need to get intimately familiar with it because once you understand people's different disc profiles, then you understand what's important to them. Then you understand how to communicate with them and you won't have these issues, okay? Because some people on a sales call, this includes you, the contractor, you're putting your best foot forward. You're being on your best behavior. But then once you start to work, you like you don't really care about the customer. Like they're in your way. They're bothering you because they come and they want to ask you questions every day and all these things. And you get annoyed. And you're like, man, I wish this person would just go to work and leave me alone. That's not the customer's fault. That's your fault. Okay? Because you're not doing a good job of answering their questions, of communicating. People ask questions because they have they have questions, but they ask the questions because they they you're not answering or communicating with them well enough during the process. Okay? So different personalities are going to have different reactions. So DISC is D-I-S-C, and the four types of personality traits are D is dominance, I is influence, S is steadiness, and C is conscientiousness. That's a tough word for a contractor to say. Conscientiousness, okay? So I'm going to go through real quick kind of what those mean. Uh, A D, a dominance personality, is a person who places emphasis on accomplishing results, the bottom line, Confidence is important. I am a D personality. So I'm kind of, that's, those are the results I want. The behaviors that D personalities have are they see the big picture. They can be blunt, wink, wink. If you've ever listened to anything I've ever said, they accept challenges, right? And they get to the point. They get straight to the point. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I don't beat around the bush. I get to the point and I'm very blunt. I'm a D personality. It fits, okay? That does not mean that I'm going to be difficult to deal with. A lot of you will see, oh, this guy's at, he's like straight shooter, straight to the point. He's going to be very difficult to deal with. I don't want to mess with him. The reality of it is D personalities are actually some of the easiest customers to have as long as you address their concerns. I don't want to babysit contractors or if people are doing work for me. If I hire someone, an independent, a subcontractor or whatever, and I've hired them for different things. Like right now, I have a a subcontractor that's doing some work on a software that I use to help me get it set up for internal use. And there's a little bit of a language barrier because she's in a different country. But I'm I'm a little frustrated because a lot of the things that we talked about early on, it's it's not necessarily happening. And so there was a, a communication breakdown on her part partially my fault because maybe I didn't explain it enough, but I don't want to, I, I don't want to babysit her. I want her to say, here are the outcomes I want, X, Y, Z, go do it. And then if you need information, come back to me, I'll give it to you. But I don't, I really don't even want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to hear from you. Like, just leave me alone. Like That's my personality. And that's a lot of D personalities. We just want to know that the results getting done and that we can have confidence in your ability. Okay. Influence, I, influencers, are people who place emphasis on influencing or persuading others. Openness, they're about relationships. These are the people that naturally have an affinity for other people. I wouldn't say they're good communicators. They can sometimes struggle with communication, but they're very good at relationships. These are sometimes like the life of the party. 
you know, people that everyone likes. They have this magnetic personality. Those are typically I personalities. Uh, their behaviors are they show enthusiasm. They're optimistic. They like to collaborate. They dislike being ignored. Like they kind of want to be the life of the party, right? They don't want to be ignored. If you have an I personality and you're ignoring them, guess what's going to happen? If you, I mean, if your client is an I personality and they have questions for you and you kind of ignore them, they're going to get upset. They're going to think you don't like them. So this is why it's important to understand disc profiles. Uh, steadiness, S. This is the person that places emphasis on cooperation, sincerity, and dependability. Okay? S people are like steadiness. They want things to be, they don't want disruption. They don't want there to be like issues that come up, right? They don't want to come home from work and you got trash and crap all over their house because you didn't clean it up. You're going to make an S personality very upset because they don't want to be disrupted. My wife is an S personality. She likes her routine. She doesn't want to be rushed. You know, she wants to have just this constantness of everything is where it's supposed to be. Their behaviors are they don't like to be rushed. They're very calm manner. They're very calm approach. They're supportive actions. They're very supportive. My wife's a very humble person. She's very supportive, very calm. And so that describes her to the T. And the last category is the uh, C, the conscientiousness. There's that word again. These people place emphasis on quality and accuracy, expertise, competency. These are, if you've watched my TikTok videos, these are the people that I did the contractor stories on because these people are typically accountants and engineers. Like profession-wise, these are typically accountants and engineers. They have a very high priority on things being accurate. So if you give someone an estimate that says, you know, scope of work, remodel bathroom, price $20,000, you're not getting that job. I can almost guarantee you're not getting that job. But if you have a very detailed scope of work, you know, we're going to be doing this, 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 and this. This is the materials we're using. This is everything that we're using. Even if it's a one, you know, lump sum price, those people are going to be very excited because you've given them all of the details that they're looking for. Okay. Behaviors for C's are they enjoy independence, objective reasoning. They want the details and they fear being wrong. Okay. That's why like you, we joke around about engineers they don't want to be wrong because that's a fear to them. They don't want to be inaccurate. Like if they give you a dimension and they say, oh yeah, this wall is supposed to be 20 foot long. Uh, I measured it. And then you get out there to do the work and you measure it and it's 22 foot long. And you're like, no, uh, Mr. Customer, this is actually 22 foot wrong. They will almost argue with you because they don't want to be wrong. And once they realize they are wrong, like they'll almost go into a tailspin depression because they, they hate it. They hate being wrong. Okay. Those are the ones, in my opinion, that are the most difficult to deal with. And usually, to be honest, these are the ones that get the, the P to charge applied to their estimate. You know what that is, a pain in the ass charge. Okay. I've worked with lots of, I shouldn't say lots. I've worked with several of these types of personalities. They do get charged more. They get the P to charge. However, I've had very good experiences with them because I know that I just have to give them the details. And when they ask me 20 questions about the details, I can't get frustrated with them because of that. Okay. 
So that's the disc profile. And it's important to understand these profiles because when you're talking to them on the phone, the clues will start to come out. Okay. If a guy starts asking you on the phone, well, how long, you know, how long does this take? How, what, what, you know, when do you work? Do you work 7.30 to 4, 7.30 to 5? Do you use subcontractors or is it all employees? How long have you been in business? Like when they start asking questions like that, it can start to reveal to you what their personality trait is, okay? If they're very talkative, if you say, how are you hoping we can help? And they go on a 20-minute conversation about their grandkids and how long they've been wanting to do this and, you know, like giving you all the intimate details of their life, that is more than likely an I personality. And now you know that they just want to have a relationship with you. The, the truth is, is like, like I personalities, people that like, like to talk are usually the easiest to sell because as long as you make them feel like they're important, they're going to like you and those will be the easiest to sell, okay? The hardest to probably sell is going to be a D because they just want the numbers. Like when I call someone, if I was going to have something done, let's say I was going to do landscaping at my house. I don't like doing landscaping. I hate landscaping. So I usually hire that out, okay? If I call a landscaper, now I know of several landscapers, and so I usually just call them like a friend and be like, hey, uh, Dustin, hey man, how, how much would it cost to like put some mulch in my front yard and add a couple trees? I just want to know an idea. Like I'm just trying to get an idea to see if it's worth my energy or time or what I want to do. So I want to, I don't want to waste my time. I want to get straight to the point. How much is this going to cost me? And if he says, well, you're looking at, you know, $3,000. If that's where I wanted to be, okay, if that's where the price point where I wanted to be somewhere around there, it could have been 2000 it could have been 5000 But if I'm thinking three to 4000 and he tells me it's 25000 like for me, it's over. I'm done. I, there's no point in me continuing the conversation because it's out of my price point. So for me, when I'm calling someone, I want to know the price immediately or almost immediately to see if I'm wasting my time. And then if you if he says, "Well, yeah, you can do that for like thirty five, four thousand dollars," I'm like, "Cool. What do you need to know from me? What can we do to get this going? Like, let's let's now you can ask me all the questions you want to be able to get this process going." Okay, so just because someone says, well, I just want to get a price on what this is going to cost. And you're like, oh, this guy's a cheap ass. He just he's just looking for a price. No, that's not the case always. And again, this is why it's important for you as the contractor to understand disc profiles. Now, here's something that's very important that I want to address to you. Disc profiles are based on their preferred communication style. This is not based on their actual personality. Even though a lot of times it's called personality profiles, it actually means how they prefer to communicate. So you can have someone like me who is a D personality who wants to communicate very bluntly and precise, but still wants to have like real conversations like an I personality may have naturally. I like to have conversations with people and, and talk and be outgoing. But the, my way that I prefer to communicate is very direct and blunt. 
That's why a lot of you probably don't like me. You're like, I can't stand that Brad dude. He's so freaking arrogant and cocky and thinks he knows everything. And, you know, I just, I just can't stand that dude. Well, that's because you don't like the way I communicate. If you actually got to know me, if you and I went out to dinner, you would probably actually like me because I'm a very likable guy. Yes, I'm very blunt. Yes, I'm very direct. I get to the point, but I'm actually very likable and I actually go out of my way to help people whenever they need it, i.e. this entire program that I'm putting together, this podcast, all my TikToks, YouTube, free Facebook group, all of the free stuff that I put out there is because I genuinely want to help contractors get better in their business. If I was the type of person that was a dickhead, like you would think as a D personality, that would not be true. I would only care about myself, right? So the, the disc profile is how they like to communicate. It's not necessarily indicative of their personality, okay? So we covered the, deep, the disc profile. You have to understand these. There's actually classes that go get certified and be disc profile. I'll share a story with you. A couple of years ago, a few years ago, I went to Dave Ramsey's place. Now, I don't care if you like Dave Ramsey or not. I don't care if you agree with him or not. That's irrelevant. But I got a chance, an opportunity to tour his facility, a brand new facility that he built, I don't know, like $20, $30 million facility or whatever it was. And as we were walking around the buildings getting a tour, there was cubicles, right, for all the people that work there. And they had on every cubicle and every office door or whatever, there was a little placard that had their disc profile on there. And you can have multiple disc profiles. So you can be like, you could be like 60% D and 17% I or 30%, you know, S and 27% C, whatever. Like you can have multiple characteristics, right? Multiple personality traits. And they would have the disc profile because every new employee was required to take the disc personality test, profile test. And then they would have it on their cubicle or their door. Why would they do that? And I actually, as we were walking around, I, I pointed out to someone else. I said, look, they have the disc profiles. And they go, the guy that was giving us the tour heard me. And he said, yeah, we do that because we want to make sure that if I am a D personality and I'm going into a meeting with a, a C personality, i.e. accountant, engineer type personality, and I don't have all of the facts it's not going to be a very productive meeting because if I just show up as an I and I just want to talk about how I feel about it and what I think is a great idea and the whole time he's like, yeah, but what's the numbers? Like, what, what are the facts? What's the numbers on this? How much is it going to cost to do this advertising, right? How many, how many views can we get on it? If you're talking to a C, he's going to want all of the numbers. If you're talking to an I, they just want to have more of a collaboration, so it's super important, guys, to understand this. And probably 90% of you listening to this, if you're still listening, are probably like, this is stupid. This podcast is stupid. It's not even really helping me. This is what you have to do to actually get good at this. It actually requires intention. It actually requires training to do this stuff, to be good at it. And here's the thing. If you go get personality tests and you have your employees take the test, it will help you be a better leader. Why? Because if you know Johnny likes to know the numbers, he's going to want you to give him the blueprint with all of the numbers on there instead of you just saying, oh yeah, it's going to be roughly 
24 by 26 feet. He's not going to be happy with that. He's going to want to see the blueprints. He's going to want to see all of the dimensions. He's going to want to see all of the dimensions that don't even matter. He still wants to see them, right? Or if you're talking, if you have little, uh, I don't know, little little Mary on your team, young, a young female who's wanting to get in the trades, and she's very high personality, really wants to connect with people, and you're like, Mary, get off your ass and get to work. You're going to piss her off. Like she's not going to feel loved, and she's not going to want to work for you. So this is a tip for you, a bonus tip in this podcast is go get all of your teammates, all of your employees' disc profile tested, learn their behaviors, and then speak to that behavior whenever you communicate with them. If you do this, that alone will like change the trajectory of your business, I promise you. So let's get back to the actual pre-qualification. I know we took a real hard detour on that, but it's super critical to understand these because if you understand the profiles when you're talking to them, now you will understand what kind of personality they are. Very few people on earth, very few have a true like split personality disorder where they're one personality on the call and then you show up and they're totally different. Okay. Very, very, very few. And after doing almost 2,500 jobs, for almost a thousand customers over the past 12 years, I can tell you that maybe two times that's happened to me. Maybe two times. I really don't even remember any specific person where it's like when I showed up, they were totally different. And this was before I even knew like disc profiles and, and all that stuff. Okay. So don't use the excuse like, oh, people are totally different and they're fake on the phone. And when you show up, they're going to turn into a carrot. No, that's a bunch of BS. That's, you just suck at communicating. You suck at listening. You didn't ask the right questions. You didn't pre-qualify correctly. That's on you. It's not the customer. It's on you. You need to own that stuff. So here's some tips for you when you're talking to people. Don't sell consults, okay? Be a consultant. It removes the pressure to close them. If your job is to close them, you're going to try and close them. They're going to feel that energy on the phone. and They're going to be like, this guy is just trying to close me. He's going to lie and say whatever he thinks I want to hear because he wants to sell. If you do that, they will pick up on it. Your people will pick up on the energy that you're per- putting on the phone. That's why they say that when before you get on the call, like smile real big or to, you know, make a funny joke or whatever, do something stupid to get into like a heightened personality. You guys don't know this, but right before I get on this podcast, I'm in here jamming to some house music, you know, dancing, pumping my head, getting excited. Like literally, that's what I was doing beforehand because I wanted to get I wanted to get excited about this podcast. Okay, you got to do the same thing on your uh, phone calls. Don't try to pressure and close them. Now, your job on this call is not to be right. I know, I know you're like, no, but I am always right. I'm the best contractor on earth. No, that's not your job. Your job is not to be right. Your job is to give them the right information. So if they say something that you know is not true, do not make them wrong. Do not say uh, Sally, no, that's actually not true. You know, composite decking doesn't always fade. The cheaper stuff faded, but now the new stuff doesn't. Don't do that. Don't tell your clients they're wrong, even if you know they're wrong, okay? <laughs> because you're going to put them on the defensive and then the rest of the call is going to suck, okay? And they're not going to open up to you. So when you go out all, right off the bat and you try to make them wrong, they're going to close up and they'll have a conversation with you but you're not going to get all the insight into what you need about their personality and what kind of people they are. 
Okay. Stop interrogating them. Stop trying to be interrogation. Steve, what, how long you want, when you want to get this done? Why do you want to get it then, done then? Is it, does it matter if it's done then or can you wait? Well, who else wants to do this job with you? Is, it, is your wife involved or what's going on there? Like that's an interrogation. Okay. Stop interrogating them. Find out what the motive is. I talked about this in the last podcast. You got to find out what their motive is. If you find out what their motive is, it will actually give you clues into what type of personality they are and how, how difficult of a customer they're going to be, right? If you have a conversation about what they do for a living, their profession, that will give you clues into what kind of people they are. I already talked about the disc profiles. There is a, um, I already shared with you the story about the, the contractor that was complaining about they did a 180 when I got out there. No, she just didn't pre-qualify them. And the last thing I want to talk about is don't use insincere flattery. Now, this may be a sales tactic. There may be contracting coaches out there or sales coaches that kind of use this like build rapport. You know, if you're, if you go into their house and you see that they like golf, start talking about golf. If you're on the phone and, and they bring up about, you know, cars or boats and you start talking about boats. Well, if you don't know anything about boats, and you start talking about boats, and they like, oh, you like boats too? Did you see that new uh, Ranger, you know, boat that came out last year? And blah blah blah. And you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. They will know. They will pick up, and they will know that you don't know what the hell you're talking about, and that you only did that to try and flatter them. Okay, so don't do that. Don't use this fake rapport building trick or tactic where it's like oh, I got to find something common and then use that to build rapport. Everybody knows about that, okay? I'm not saying it doesn't work, but if you're doing it for insincere flattery, they will pick up on it and it will make you look like an idiot, okay? So if you're doing these things when you're on the call, you're not going to be able to hear what they're saying when you pre-qualify them. Like I told you in the very beginning of the podcast, this is about you and what you're doing wrong on the call because it affects them and how they react to you, okay? If you use insincere flattery on the call, they pick up on it. They're like, okay, this guy's kind of BSing me a little bit. I still like what he does. He still does good work, and I like his price, and we're probably going to hire him. But now it's on my radar that you're full of crap. And so when you come out to do the job, I'm naturally going to have a defensive way that I talk with you because I know that what you told me on the phone was insincere. And so now I'm naturally going to believe that what you tell me in person is going to be insincere. Even if you are being sincere at that time, I am naturally going to be skeptical of you. This is how you screw yourself with your prospects, your leads, is because you, you, you may get the sale, okay? But then when you show up to do the job, or when you show up in person to do an in, in-person consultation and they seem like it's a totally different person, it's not because they changed who they were on the phone. It's because you didn't do a good job of pre-qualifying them. You weren't listening for the cues. That's so important. That's why we teach that 70% of the phone call should be them talking. 30% of the phone call should be you talking. You can't hear people when you're talking. You can't pick up on the cues when you're talking. Okay? So understand the disc profiles, understand to be sincere, don't use insincere flattery, have the right intention to help people, okay? Consult with them, don't try to sell them. And one thing I didn't talk about yet is everything you do on the call is always about 
what benefits the client. Okay, everything you do is about what benefits the client, not what benefits you. All right. If you get people to open up, if you get them to lower their guard and you create an affinity with them, they will tell you every single thing you need to know about them as a person and who they are. That is how you pre-qualify people genuinely. Okay. Yes, the questions will pre-qualify their time frame. Yes, the investment will pre-qualify their budget. But if you truly want to know what kind of person they're going to be throughout the process, you have to shut your mouth. You have to learn how to create an affinity with them. And then they will tell you everything you need to know about them. That's all I got on this podcast, guys. You know where to find me. I'm on all the social medias, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure... Oh, also Discord. Don't forget, we got a new Discord channel. And that's going to be... We're going to be pushing Discord a lot because it makes it easy to put all of my content in one place. I can put my YouTube videos. I can put my Instagram posts. I can put my TikTok videos. I can put all the things I put in Facebook into Discord and have one community for everything. So if you're not if you're not on the Discord community, make sure you jump on there. We can have a lot uh, more detailed conversations and connect with other contractors. All of this information is a link in the bio, link in the podcast to all of the all of my social medias. Make sure you're following me. And guys, let me know anytime I do a podcast, I I want feedback from you. I want to know do you agree with what I'm saying? I want to know if you agree. I want to know if you apply this in your business and what kind of results that you're getting or if you're not getting the results. If you think I'm full of crap, I want to know. I genuinely, I'm building an affinity with you right now. I genuinely want to hear from you and get information back. I want feedback from you. So please, I'm begging you, give me some feedback on something, one of my platforms about this podcast, about everything I do. Give me feedback. I crave feedback, all right? So guys, until next time, you know what to do. Make sure that you are being the best version of you. 